for all my nine o'clock crew. Did it feel good to come to the 11 o'clock this morning? Feel good to sleep in a little bit and get ready for tonight? My name is Pastor Chris, and I want to welcome you, especially if you're new here. Uh, Say hello to everyone watching online. Happy New Year to you. To those watching in the overflow, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, Let's give some love to those that are watching from the overflow right now across the hall. We're glad to have you with us. If you have your Bibles, would you open with me to John chapter 5? Heavenly Father, I just ask you right now in these moments to breathe upon this word. For me, uh, over these last days, Lord, this has become alive in my heart. And I just pray, Lord God, that your word would just come to life in the hearts of each person, Lord, that would read it today, that would see what you're up to, Lord God. We have already said it and we'll say it again, Lord, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, Lord, would you just revive your work in our hearts and in our lives today? Would this be a word in season? Would it be a word of preparation for us, Lord God, into what you want to do moving forward? And we just uh, commit it to you now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we're getting ready for something that's going to happen at the end of the day today as we come to midnight. Um, How many of you believe that this time tomorrow it'll be a whole new year, 2018? Let me see. Is there anything I could do to convince you otherwise that we're going to come back next week and it'll still be 2017? No. Do you know why? Because a revolution is about to happen. Isn't that powerful, that word revolution? Revolution. We think about the word revolution. And something that I, I've been praying about, if I'm have have a word for this year, this might be a word for this year, revolution. There's so many definitions for this word. The message I want to share with you today is titled this, a resolution for revolution. What would it look like this year to move into 2018 with a resolution in our hearts for a revolution of our hearts? Now, for many, and I I promise you, for every single one of us, we will experience a revolution tonight at the turn of the evening, in the turn of the day. You know why? Because one of the definitions for a revolution is the revolving of something around another object once. So I promise you, no matter what, we can all experience some form of a revolution because the earth will have traveled around the sun one time in this way and around in such a way that we've experienced a revolution, one revolving. It's an instance of revolving. But I want to talk to you about a deeper revolution. It's a revolution that comes, and it's defined as a sudden and complete change or transformation. All of us, the whole world, will experience a revolution tonight at the turn of midnight. But how many of us will experience the revolution that I believe God wants to bring into our hearts and into our lives? What would it look like? Man, we prepare. You see millions of dollars being spent. You'll see millions of people that are turning their attention because they're excited about a revolution. I believe today that the change and the transformation, the breakthrough that God wants to bring into our lives makes Times Square look like kids' stuff. I mean, God wants to do something so powerful, so amazing that all the power that lights up the middle of New York City tonight pales in comparison to the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the power at work in our lives. That's the power that can raise young Jackson up from a hospital bed. That's the power that can cure cancer and raise the dead to life and work wondrous miracles. It's a power of complete transformation. It's a power of revolution in our hearts and in our lives. And 
And I want us to prepare for that. I just believe God is setting the season as we move into 2018 and as we're preparing our hearts with 21 days of prayer and fasting that'll begin uh, on the 7th when we kick off in our first Sunday together. That next day, we're gonna kick off 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is all preparing us for transformation, for breakthrough, for some amazing things that God wants to do. So if we have a resolution for revolution, here's what it means. A resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. We have a resolution in our hearts. We've resolved something. We're clinging to it for revolution, a sudden, complete, and marked change. That's what we want to see. That's what we're praying for. Amen? That's what we're believing together for. So let's look together here in John chapter 5, and I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the principles that the Lord's brought to light in my heart over the last several days as I've just been praying over this passage of Scripture, asking the Lord for this to happen in me going into 2018. Here's what it says in John chapter 5. It says, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool. In Aramaic, it's called Bethesda, and it's surrounded by five covered colonnades. So there was this pool in Jerusalem by one of the gates, and it was a covered pool, and it was called Bethesda, which means the place of mercy. Now, we don't know too much about this other than what we're seeing from the text and what you can study in some of the cultural context of what's going on around there. Um, but it says that in verse 3 that here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. So it's here at this pool in Jerusalem that all these people, there'd be a multitude of those that suffered from all kinds of ailments, all kinds of, of physical um, disabilities and issues and challenges in their bodies, and they'd all congregate at this one place. They're waiting for healing. They're waiting for something. There's something that's kind of attracting them to this place. Now, if you look in your Bible, and how many of you have your Bibles open? Let me see a show of hands. Anyone? God, you listen when I say turn to John 5. God bless you. What comes after verse 3? Does it in your Bible? Come on, your Bible isn't open. What, what verse is next? Verse 5. What's, where did verse 4 go? In, in many of the early transcripts, they come to find out that verse 4 wasn't there. As they were looking at the scriptures, at the original texts that were originally written, over time it got put in. And so in many of our translations, we won't see verse 4 that's there. This more came out as some of the extra background, and it, it kind of became a part in. And so in, you'll see that in your footnotes if you're looking in your Bible. Verse 4 is admitted. But here's what it, here's what it said, and this was the kind of context that was passed down over time that had made it into some of the translations of the scriptures. It said, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. And the first one into the pool after such a disturbance would be cured of whatever disease he had. So this is kind of what had come down through history and through story, that there was this pool, and people would be congregating around the pool. We see that in the scripture, and you'll see later on that it definitely lines up with exactly what we see here in verse 4, that there was some kind of disturbance in the waters. When those waters were troubled, when they'd see the bubbling, they believe it probably came from some hot springs that helped contribute to that, but the people, whoever could be the first one to be dipped into those waters, would come out healed and whole. And so people would just sit there waiting and waiting and waiting. Now the Bible shows that there's one man 
verse 5, who had been an invalid for 38 years. And what's he doing that day? He's just lying beside the pool. He's lying there, just like so many others. And I believe that when I see this picture, I think this is a spiritual picture of what it could look like for so many of us as we cross into a new year. That, man, we're just kind of going through life. We're coming through the motions again. We're kind of sitting in a place where we've been hoping for something to change and something to be better, something to be resolved, and yet nothing quite changes. And we're just kind of there, and we're hurting, and we're broken, and, and we're not seeing much happen to relieve any of it. And for somebody, I might be describing you today, you're, you're like one of those who are just lying beside the pool, just waiting, hoping, but not seeing anything come about. For this man, 38 years, can't imagine how many of those years have been spent every day being brought and set beside this pool. And as he's sitting there, he's not seeing anything get any better at all. There's a great definition for the word insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different to happen. Have any of you been insane before? You're like, oh boy, if that's the definition, then I need to, I need to go and talk to someone because I do that all the time. I believe we go through this every single year. We set these goals. We set these resolutions. We set these things. And then guess what? We get to January 5th and we've broken all of them, right? Uh, we set up these things that we're going to do and yet nothing changes. For this man, there he is. But that day, Jesus was there in his midst. And that was about to change everything. Verse 6, it says, when Jesus saw him lying there and had learned that he had been in that condition for, the, for a long time, Jesus asked him this one question. You ready? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Do you want your life to really change? Here's what I believe for many of us. We want our circumstances to change. But do you want your whole life to change? He says, do you want to get well? And I think for this man, we'll see by his answer that I'm not sure if he was even about getting well anymore. I think it was about getting into the pool. I think it was about getting to that right place. It was about getting some help. And it was about all these things. And Jesus just speaks to the heart of the issue. He says, do you want to be changed in this moment? And so I want to give you a few principles as we come to this passage of scripture and as we come to a new year and we think about the God of breakthrough wanting to break into our lives, to bring about a revolution, a change, a whole change that could make you a different person at the end, to transform your life and to help you live to the fullest that God has for you. There's three things. The first one is this. I want you to recheck your resolutions. We have to recheck our resolutions. Jesus was asking this man right now what it is that he had resolved in his heart and a long time had passed. Recheck that resolution for just a minute. What's it based in? What is it you really want? For many of us, and you'll see, and I, I look through lists, and, and you could see it on social media. You can see it in all kinds of places. You'll have the top lists of things that people have resolutions for, things that people are believing for. And I think for many we will see that the resolutions are a lot about circumstances and situations. I want to see this certain job. I want to see this certain thing. I want to, there's all these, these circumstances that we want to change. It's, it's like some of us, we've resolved. Our whole goal is to see something change that is not even a part of us. It's an external thing that's happening around us. Job, financial, whatever it might be. 
I think we can get so caught up in wanting our circumstances to change, but here's what I realize. God wants us to change. I think sometimes if we have a, a, a deep desire for everything around us to change, Sometimes in our hearts, we have no desire for us to change. God says sometimes, your circumstances may not change, but I'm going to change you in the midst of your circumstances. I'm going to make you a brand new person. I'm going to, I'm going to allow the fires and the pain and all the things you've been feeling in these circumstances. And whenever you come and you surrender to me completely, they're going to change you. I'm going to change you in the furnace. You are going to be purified, refined. Your faith will be pure as gold, and you will come out the other side different and better because you've allowed me to change you, not just your circumstances. Are you with me, church? This is what God wants to do. This is what revolution is really about. It's about a complete transformation and change. And Jesus asked this one question, do you want to get well? Have you ever asked someone a question, which you thought was a pretty simple question, and you got a whole different answer than you were anticipating? And you're like, that doesn't answer the question I just asked you. This is what happens with this man. Jesus invites him to recheck his resolution. He says, do you want to get well? Do you want things to change? Do you want your life to be different? What is it you really want as your resolution? Again, for many of us, we make these lists. We want this to happen. We want that to happen. We want this to change. We want that to change. I want to invite you to come back and ask the Lord this question. Lord, what should the number one resolution in my heart be this year? What should my number one prayer, what should my goal be? What would it look like for at the top of your list of resolutions to be Psalm 51.10? Create in me a pure heart, God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Man, you know how much of those other things that are down on the list would begin to transform because God's changed your heart. Man, sometimes we want him to change all the externals and he's a God that does a deep inner work. He's the one that can search and transform our hearts in the midst of it. Sir Isaac Newton's first law of motion states that any object at rest will continue at rest until it's compelled to change by an outside force acting upon it. So something that's at rest is gonna stay at rest. I see this man, 38 years has gone by. He's there. Jesus, though, he shows up. And how he responds to this interaction is going to set into motion a lot of things in his life. And it started right there. What is it you really want? Do you want to get well? And here's what the man says in verse 7. Sir, the invalid man replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. I'm trying to get in and someone else goes down ahead of me. So here's what he really wants. I want to get in the pool. Jesus didn't say, do you want to get in the pool? He said, do you want to get well? He didn't say, do you want to go swimming? He didn't say, do you want to get away? I want to, do you want to be well? And the man, he, his eyes are so fixed. That's the only way it could ever happen. He's missing the son of God right in front of him. The one who has all power in one word to heal him. He's just, his eyes are fixated because for him, that's the answer. That's the silver bullet. That will change everything. But guess what? He's been there for many, many years and nothing has changed in his life. Every time someone goes down ahead of him, he can't get there. There's no one to help him. He blames it on all these other things. Many of us, we get caught up in that, don't we? When time goes on, for him, I have to believe this man has come and he's stopped expecting to get well at this point. He's just there. This is just a new normal, right? I mean, you see in the Bible, there are, there are just those that when they're experiencing something and, and they see no relief, no change, they just keep going to the same place. I think of Acts chapter 3, that there's one man set by the gate beautiful every single day in the same exact place. 
That's just life now. This man is just there. He had his place. And every day he couldn't get into the water. It's just like this was it. Every day in and out. And here's what I realized. That as time goes on, we can stop expecting the miraculous. As time goes on and as we've been continuing to ask and continuing to hope, our hope begins to wane. And we stop expecting. And here's what I realized in my own heart. When we stop expecting, we start excusing. When we stop expecting God to move, when we stop expecting the supernatural, we stop expecting the miraculous, we start excusing it and making all kinds of reasons why it's not happening for us. Many of you will listen to the message. You'll listen to things time in and time out, and you'll just be there making excuses why you are the one that is excused. It's everyone but you. Yes, but you don't get it. I have X, Y, and Z, but I've been... We just go through that, don't we? We just make the excuses why that's not applicable to us today. Well, that's there and they have no, but you know, you don't understand. I'm de- we make excuses. So the first thing we have to do is we have to recheck our resolution. The second thing is we have to end the excuses. We have to end the excuses. There's so many things that we do and I believe we make excuses. In the midst of those excuses, we just begin to doubt God's faithfulness, his power to work, all the things that are there. And this guy had his excuses. He wasn't well because no one would help him be well. He wasn't well because he couldn't get into the water fast enough. He wasn't well for all these different things. Jesus wanted to cut through all that. Here's what I believe. I believe transformation is waiting at the end of our excuses. I believe breakthrough is often found at the end of our excuses. Go through the Bible and you'll see many people that God has used greatly. But God had to first work through a series of excuses. Moses is a great example. He had a million excuses why God couldn't move in his life, why God couldn't use him, why he couldn't be who God had, would call him to be. And it was every one of those excuses. At the end of those excuses, we see what? Breakthrough. We see the miraculous. We see God moving in power, setting his people free. I believe breakthrough is waiting on the other side of our excuses. Have we settled for less than God's best for us? Have we settled for less than what God wants us to do and wants us to be? Have we grown familiar and comfortable in our mess, in our brokenness, in our pain, that, man, we don't even know what it'd be like to live without it? Jesus asked one question that I think gets at the heart of everything. Do you really want to change? Do you really want to be well? And I think you have to answer that, because I think for some of us, we, we think that the answer is yes, but man, will we even know what to do if God came through and God brought breakthrough into our lives? We need to be prepared for it. So we start excusing why it can't happen. So we got to end the excuses. And the final thing we have to do is we have to take a stretching step. We have to take a stretching step. Now, whenever I talk about this, we, we see that Jesus is speaking to the man. He asks him the question, And the man says, everyone goes down in front of me. I can't get into the water. So Jesus doesn't offer to pick him up and lead him down into the water. Jesus doesn't talk to him and give him a sermon on three points or anything like that. Jesus says one thing to this man. He says, get up, take your mat and walk. Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. In that moment, here's here's what we, I think we think in that moment. Well, there, there it is. That's the story. But what did the man have to do? He had to get up. That's a step of faith for someone that's been an invalid for 38 years. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. He was called to take a stretching step. 
When we see in the scripture, and Pastor Rick, you can come on up right now. When we see in scripture, there are times that come where God invites his people to step into the miracle that he has been writing in their lives. And oftentimes it calls for a stretching step to happen in our lives, for something to happen where we begin to stretch outside of our comfort zone, outside of what's familiar, outside of what we ever believed was possible. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. He says to a man at a pool of Bethesda where all these people with all these illnesses, all these challenges, a man who's 38 years, unable to do what Jesus has just said, but that stretching step, and it says instantly, at once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat, and he walked. Man, I don't know about you, but I want to be in the habit when I see the miracles in Scripture, I just celebrate them again. Would you just celebrate that with me right now? That there was a man who couldn't walk for 38 years, and in an instant, Jesus cured him and picked him up. Man, I know stories in my own family, my extended family, in this house here, where in the most desperate hour, God showed up. And the impossible took place. You know why? Because this is the God that we serve. But I want to ask every person that's experienced it, were you stretched in that process? Where's my brother Jinu at? I knew Jinu said he'd be here. Where's Jinu? Jinu, are you here? Wave at me. He was here. He might have stepped out. His, his son is, where's he at? There he is. Oh, overflow. Hi, Jinu, in the overflow. Jinu, your son, man. A miracle. A miracle. His son, his heart was failing. I mean, it was prayer after prayer after prayer. God came through there. Amen. There he is right there, walking in. He's a living miracle. God raised him up out of a hospital bed. But you know, can you just confirm this for me? Did it take a stretching step for you and Ann? Did it stretch you? But look at the miracle that's waiting on the other side of that stretching step that God brings into our lives. He just pulls, but he's always faithful to fulfill it. He's faithful time and again and again. Church, I want you to know something. I believe God wants to bring breakthrough. He wants to bring revolution. He wants to bring change. It won't feel pleasant at all times. It won't be exciting and comfortable always, but it's stretching steps like that that God will bring us to a place we could never, ever, ever imagine. So what's it he's calling you to do that's outside of the norm? What is it he's calling you to do that's outside of your comfort zone? I think of Matthew chapter um, 12, verse 13, where Jesus speaks to a man. He says, stretch out your hand. And he stretched out his hand that had been deformed, and it was completely restored, just as his other hand was. I think of a man in John 9 who was born blind, and Jesus spit in some mud, and he put it on his eyes. He said, now go wash at this pool. I mean, a stretching step. Why? Don't ask the why. Just take the step of obedience and watch what God does as a result of it. And I want you to know it's out of all those small steps of obedience that God brings breakthrough, but they're stretching steps. Jesus is calling you to this. He's calling you to let go of the excuses. He's calling you to develop a resolution in your heart that's completely open to his will to be performed in and through your life. 
It may feel like you're laying down your Isaac. It may feel like you're coming to the end of something that means so much to your heart. But I'm telling you, when you resolve in your heart for you giving God free reign to move, free reign to change, free reign to do whatever it is that he can do, when you let go of your excuses and anything that will hold you back, and when you allow yourself to take the stretching steps of faith towards God, he'll meet you. And I promise you this, you will see the faithfulness of God. You will see the fulfillment of God's word and his promises in your life if you're willing to step out and follow him in it. Amen. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? And would you begin right now to begin to ask the Lord, even in this moment, Lord, where are you calling me to stretch? Where are you calling me to step out? What are you calling me to do, Lord God? As a church, we're preparing our hearts for this 21-day fast. That's a part of the stretching step that God wants to bring into your life. It's a part of the stretching step that God wants to use in you to grow you, to lead you, to guide you. But even today, what is that step before the year is over, before this service is over? Is there something you're believing God for? Is there something deep that he needs to do in your life? Is there a miracle that you're waiting on? Whatever it might be, I'm going to invite as a first step as we close out this service, this last Sunday morning we have together, that we could just come down to these altars and we could just fill this place with prayers of expectation, with prayers of worship, with time and praises, trusting God and believing him for the miracle. So if you're waiting on God, if you're believing God for a miracle in your body, in your family, in your life, whatever it might be, take your first stretching step. Come to these altars and let's come together and let's begin to worship God. Let's begin to press in and ask him to work and to break through even before the year is over. Over. Amen. Come on out of your seats. If you're in the balcony, you can come on down. If you're in the overflow, you can come on over. Let's come together. Let's begin to worship God right now. Come on, as you come, just begin to open your mouth. Just begin to praise God. Just begin to speak to him. Just begin to thank him for his goodness, for his mercies, for his love. Come on, church, all around this room, let's just spend a few moments right now just pressing in, asking the Lord to search your heart, asking the Lord to bring breakthrough change in and through you. Lord, where are those areas I become complacent? Where are those areas, Lord, I've settled for less than what you have as best for me? Where are those areas, Lord, where there's compromise? Where are those areas, Lord God, that you want to change and transform, but I'm unwilling to surrender to you today? Lord Jesus, search me right now. Search me. Search the motives of my heart, Lord God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord. Let's just continue to press in. I just believe that the Lord wants to bring breakthrough, healing, restoration today as we press into him. Amen. Amen. Let's come on. Let's worship God together.